Let us be attentive. O Lord, save your people and bless your inheritance. To you, O Lord, I cry, O my God. Wisdom. The reading is from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you know that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one shall be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we ourselves were found to be sinners, is Christ then an agent of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Let us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord, glory, glory to, to you. you. The Lord said, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to begin this morning by talking about a rather peculiar passage and event in the 32nd chapter of the book of Genesis. It involves the patriarch Jacob, a rather mysterious man, and what seems to be a wrestling match. After Jacob has labored for his uncle Laban for 14 years in order to be able to marry Rebekah, then fleeing from his uncle's house, being pursued by him, and also fearing for his life on account of his brother Esau's anger, Jacob suddenly finds himself all alone, burdened with many thoughts and fears. Unexpectedly, the story tells us, quote, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the break of day. Now, who is this man who appears out of nowhere in the middle of the desert? And of what manner is this wrestling? Well, first, Jacob himself realizes who this man is, for he even seeks his blessing, and he says, I will call the name of this place the form of God, for I saw God face to face, and my soul was saved. This form of God encountering Jacob is none other than the Son of God himself, who revealed himself. For St. Paul even tells us, that Jesus Christ was in the form of God and equal with God in Philippians 2.6. And when did the form of God, Jesus Christ, reveal himself to Jacob? When it was dark, in the middle of the night, when Jacob was lonely and weary, weighed down with many a burden. And the man of this wrestling is really no fight of a fierce nature, but rather we can see it as the strong and loving embrace of Jesus Christ, even until the sun rose and shone upon Jacob's face in the morning, the scripture says. As Hena from the Syrian commenting on this passage tells us, Jacob sought to be blessed because it was out of love that he had been embraced. What a beautiful way of looking at this passage from Genesis. You see, brothers and sisters, the Son and the Word of God embraced Jacob as a foreshadowing, as a pointing forward of the embrace that Christ would display towards all peoples, the embrace he portrayed on the precious cross. For it is only on a cross that a man dies with outstretched hands, says Athanasius the Great. The Lord himself alluded to this symbolic posture of himself crucified when he said, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself, in John 12, 32. That is to say, when I am lifted up high on the cross, overlooking all the nations, my outstretched arms will beckon everyone 
into my embrace. Other Old Testament scriptures as well point to the Messiah's exalted crucifixion in many places. For example, the prophet Isaiah clearly writes, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter and his life was lifted up from the earth. Jonah in himself symbolized Christ by being swallowed by a giant sea creature only to come up out of it after three days. And Moses, as we heard last week, lifted up a bronze serpent in the wilderness in imitation, in symbolic foreshadowing of the one to be lifted up on the cross. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself, said the Lord. Let us reflect also on the passage just before he said that. For before these words were spoken, he also said, Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the ruler of this world be cast out. John 12, 31. Before the coming of Christ, the devil, whom Christ calls the ruler of this world, drew all people into his net of sin and subjected the world to the fear of death. He also set upon the Lord himself when he was crucified and brought about his execution, but found, of course, no sin in him because he is the sinless God-man. Therefore, Christ's voluntary death is the devil's condemnation while humanity's vindication. Humanity is set free from that evil tyrant who is cast out into the everlasting darkness and no longer bound by sin and the fear of death by the devil himself, all are invited and drawn to the crucified Christ. The crucified one we could see as a magnet of love pulling all people into his own outstretched arms and his loving embrace. Like Jacob, he finds us when we are alone, scared, burdened, in darkness, and he holds on relentlessly until we are flooded with his everlasting light. My brothers and sisters, let us be, as St. Paul said, crucified with Christ through the denial of our sinful desires, those desires and passions that entice us away from that loving embrace of crucified love from the one who loved us and gave himself for us. In conclusion, please let us dwell on these profound words. Your feet are nailed to the wood. You have no possibility of escape. You are waiting for me at the rendezvous which you have assigned to me. Fastened to the cross, you come yourself to this waiting. It is possible for me not to come, but you are there and you remain there where you have allowed yourself to be placed. Your arms are stretched out, they are opened as an appeal to all. They cannot be closed again. The nails keep them there in this gesture, which is at one and the same time an invitation and an embrace. 
in silence, they beckon to me, come. And to Christ our God, our crucified love, be the power and the glory forevermore. Amen.